What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Big Facts No Cap, the only podcast that's number one with children's recreation and farts and procreation. I'm Adrian, as always, here with Paul. Let's get big factin'. Let's get no capping. Big Facts No Cap Big Facts No Cap No Cap Big Facts No Cap Big Facts No Cap No Cap Big Facts No Cap No cap. Adrian, I need your perspective on this issue. When you make sangria, do you agree that it's fun on the first night and then kind of a race against the clock and an obligation on every preceding night? How big of a batch of sangria? Are you making a Kool-Aid man <laughs> batch of sangria? What are you talking about? Yeah, I'm making pictures of sangria. <laughs> I, I'm not going to lie, Paul. It's not an issue in my household. Sangria goes same day no matter how big you make the pot. You know what I mean? Oh, okay, okay. I see you got that Spanish flair. Mm-hmm. That Latino fire. Careful. <laughs> Careful. <laughs> hey, only some of your ancestors are indigenous. The rest of them are, uh, you know, I don't know, from what's the region of, of Spain. There's so many of them. Catalonia. Andalusia? Andalusia. I don't know where they're from. I'm yeah. going to guess Mallorca. That'd be pretty hard to backtrack. Well, they're they're allergic to shrimp. What does that say about where they could possibly be from? <laughs> oh, okay. You think that must mean that it's definitely not it's a definitely coastal. not Sevilla. Yeah. Oh, is that where ceviche comes from? Sevilla, ceviche. No, but I think if you will it hard enough, that that is where that will be from. <laughs> hey, it worked for jeans in Genoa, which, by the way, I did look That's up true. after, and it turned out Genoa. it's not even. It's not Related? even def- no no no. It's not definitely the etymology, although a lot of people do kind of just say it is. Oh damn! Yeah, but it seems pretty likely if that's like the place where they started, and apparently in France, Genoa is just called Jean. That's that's too much for me to process right now. I don't I don't know about that. Mm. They don't even the turkeys are from the New World, and we call the country in the Old World that. Come on, man! What's going on? Come on! Come on! Okay, uh, as I've done multiple times today, I'm going to commit to not looking at my phone for the next few hours. It has not gone well earlier today, but now I'm at the pod, which is priority sacred. numero uno. Everybody talks about the sacred, uh, the sacred, the sacred relationship between man and pod. Exactly. You know what they say? Pod is man's best friend. <laughs> pod is man's best friend. Uh, I just looked at my phone. God damn it. <laughs> Uh, recently went back and uh, rewatched the three ending rap battles to uh, Eight Mile. <laughs> and part of my media. You didn't have to say that you did that. I know. I assume every time I see you that you've recently done that. <laughs> and I gotta say, uh, part of my media roundup, they live up. Great bars. Great bars. Yeah. The first battle for Bags and Bodies is on Ruin Your Day on YouTube, and that was a really fun battle. Uh, I don't think I have a media roundup. I've been watching the soccer games. Uh, they've been fun. Wacky way to spend your time drinking at 7 a.m. and watching soccer games. But I will say the one disappointing part is that the games are really topsy-turvy in the group stage. As of now, the knockout games have all gone basically as expected, which is a little a little boring. Who did? Yeah, France beat Poland and... England Britain. beat Senegal. Yeah. Netherlands beat the U.S. And... Uh, what was the game after that? Argentina beat Australia. Yeah. Mm. There were a lot of people at 7 a.m. for the uh, USA game, which was kind of fun. Um, yeah, I even watched the first half of that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's it for me for media roundup. I didn't meet anybody with only one shoe today, so. I guess it was, uh, I guess this is similar to the ending rap battles of 8 Mile, where you could just, I'm going back to the classics recently. Uh, so yesterday I showed Izzy for the first time. She'd never seen Rush Hour. What? Yeah. Does she understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? <laughs> no, she wouldn't have before yesterday. And that was the problem. <laughs> Paul, this is the issue with dating a middle schooler is like they miss so much culture. Like, that, that that's insane. I don't like this joke. <laughs> okay, you're allowed to file a grievance if you want, but I'm allowed to make the initial joke. <laughs> oh my god, you're too NLRB brained with your grievance filing. <laughs> I want to die. <laughs> um, and she laughed throughout, so 
I'm thinking uh, she's a keeper. Mm. Is that is that your litmus test? Is you show her more and more problematic movies, and then if she's <laughs> laughing, you're like, okay, okay, she can she she kind of gets my vibe. You know, I always really hated that thing where people like I I very much was like, oh, you know, I'm pr- kind of nostalgic for Rush Hour. We should watch that when we get back. And she's like, I haven't seen it, so we watched it. But I really do hate that vibe when people are like. I couldn't date a girl who hasn't seen Star Wars. If she hasn't seen it, that's always like the second date mm. or something. I'm like, you sound horrible. I would, I wouldn't would go ever? on that first date with you. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's miserable. Why do you care if everybody knows the exact same media as you? How does that at all have anything to do with the relationship? I don't know. It's pretty important. It is important for some people. They do really feel strong. If people hadn't, if, if I was dating someone who hadn't seen Bored to Death, I'd be showing it to them day day two of the relationship i think that was a bit wasn't that a bit from how i met your mother like that they had to show somebody star wars or it wasn't maybe it was another sitcom another sitcom like star wars <laughs> no another sitcom like how i met your mother like where they had to oh, show somebody oh, like a girlfriend I, I really like that idea that <laughs> star wars is a sitcom could my hand be any more chopped off <laughs> uh, did i do that jar jar binks <laughs> <laughs> um uh what was i gonna say um yeah 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 it, that is an annoying type of person i feel like we've dunked on them repeatedly throughout the 100 whatever episodes we've done you know when they like did the whole super cut of joe rogan saying that edward do you think somebody's done that for jackie chan and just put in the four times he said it in rush hour <laughs> like super cut of jackie chan being problematic <laughs> They just, like, green screen it to have different backgrounds, so it sounds like he's saying it. And, like, at one point, it's, like, him talking over MLK. At, like, one point, it's, like, him at the moon landing saying it. Uh, yeah, I think that's, yeah, I think that's probably happened. Okay, cool. cool. And then it ends with the animated uh, grandpa being like, Jackie! Jackie! One more thing! Don't one say one. the N-word! <laughs> The little girl from that show saying it like Jade, Jade saying it like a an Asian uh, New York kid, <laughs> American Dragon. That's an American Dragon Jake Long thing right there. He had a black friend, so he's allowed to say it. Those are the rules. <laughs> yeah, well, he's a dragon and he has a black friend. I feel like at that point, what are you going to do to stop him? <laughs> Wasn't that? plotline is that they also face discrimination as dragons is like they were like hunted down by other people dude i so don't remember that show it's honestly an allegory <laughs> dude that's kind of cool though if, if there was one what is if there was what is that was so vague <laughs> being a dragon <laughs> oh, okay <laughs> yeah that is kind of cool if that was a thing if there was one mythical race you could bring into the real world. Do you have one? And you don't get to be that race, but you do have to, like, deal with the fact that they exist in the real world now. I'm gonna go with Lord of the Ring elves, because Hachi Chachi, those are some <laughs> hot-ass people right there. I'll tell you what. Okay, okay. I think it'd so be cool my, if my answer dwarves. is people that are basically adjacent to humans anyways, but just hotter <laughs> and blonder. <laughs> and what are, what's your answer? I was gonna say dwarfs, but that's too similar to elves. It's like I'm picking the other one. Let me think of a different one. Fairies. I think fairies would be cool. Like you could just have a friend who's three inches tall. Uh, wait. That's what you want out of the whimsy of your imagination? Yeah. Plus, they can like I- I've I've learned anything from Ocarina of Time. I can like swallow them if I want to get healthy. No cap. Hey, you got to get into heaven. One way or another. One way or another. <laughs> I know the way I'm getting in. <laughs> <laughs> Who's supposed to be standing at Heaven's Gate? Is that St. Paul? St. <laughs> Peter? St. Bulus? Butrus is the Peter version with the B instead of the P. Mm. Butrus. Butrus, Butrus, Gali. It's Peter, Peter, Gali. <laughs> I see. That's some good bussy right there. That's some good bussy. <laughs> Arabs really were the uh, original Crips, just refusing- or wait, the original Bloods. <laughs> <laughs> Arabs really were the original Bloods. Always Arabs really were the beat. original people to keep it 55th Street, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> no, 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 that's the famous, the famous uh, antagonist or opponent of Arabs, the Turkmen. 
Oh, you're talking about Satan. Uh, people who do over literal analysis of the Bible love to point out that Satan just means adversary. And technically, oh, yeah, there yeah. isn't any indication that Satan's an actual single being. And it's not just someone who didn't keep it 55th Street. That's all <laughs> I'm saying. <laughs> no cap. And I'll stop you right there. What do I think about TikTok chefs who do blank? The only thing I think about TikTok chefs is that they're shit, except for Chef Shavu, who does Louisiana-style seafood broils. And his catchphrase boils. is... Boils. Yeah, sorry. What did I say? Broils. Uh, boils. And his catchphrase is, yes, Lord, and smell it through the Ooh. phone. I didn't realize Anderson Pac was a fucking Louisiana chef. It is yes, literally... No. It's exactly that, Ooh. and smell it through the phone. It's his other uh, catchphrase. Oh. He has like five catchphrases and he sells them all on shirts. <sighs> Man, if the if I got a dollar for the number of time that Food Network people said like, I can't wait till they invent smell vision so you can smell what this smells like or whatever. <laughs> As a kid, I'd be a millionaire by now. You see, this guy skipped that step. He was just like, do it. Smell it through the phone right now. <laughs> and then right when you put your nose up, he farts into his phone. <laughs> oh my gosh. But yeah, I looked up how much it was to get him to cater, and it was not within my budget to fly him out hey. to cater. Should we get into the theme, Adrian? Adrian, stop checking your phone. You know it's just people being mean to you. Uh, shut up, man. And it's me. People like me, man. <laughs> it's me and Phil bullying it's just you. <laughs> it's just my friends hating on me. <laughs> the theme today is childhood games. Yep, childish games. Which I can't really comment on, because I'm always on the bench, because I don't play no games. Mm-hmm. I have to disagree with that, Adrian. I'm always so open and vulnerable with you, and you play great games with my heart all the time. Oh, no, 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 I don't funk with your heart. <laughs> childish games, okay. Childhood games, not childish games. Ch- churlish games. Churlish games. <laughs> Churlish Gambinos. <laughs> Churlish Gambitos. Um, childhood games. Squid games, basically. But without no. the... Uh, hmm? Those are murder. No, that the whole point of that show was that it was childhood games from Korea made into a capitalist dystopian nightmare. Mm, for some reason, I thought it was a cooking show about squid. I don't, I don't believe you in saying that. I thought it was a competitive cooking show where they had to prepare squid in a different style. I, I thought it episode. was Paul the I thought it was Paul the Octopus figuring out how every World Cup game was gonna go. I thought Squid Games was like one week it was like, oh, make it into a seafood boil, one week make it into like a into like a curry, one week make it into like a sushi. Can you give two more examples of what the show would do? <laughs> one week make it into a squid burrito, one week make it into a squid ink pasta. Okay, yeah. All right, fair enough. Yeah, that 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 is a reasonable expectation <laughs> for what the show Squid Game is. for what Squid Game was about. <laughs> um, but I am shocked to learn it was actually about childhood games. Yeah, one of my friends who's Korean basically said like, yeah, it's really cool to watch it and see that they're like playing all the games that we used to play in the schoolyard or whatever. Yeah, I mean, we had a red light, green light. Um, which ones did we not have? We didn't have the game. What was the game they played with uh, pebbles? What was it for rocks? Was it a dice game or a coin game? It was a betting game, right? Yeah. Wasn't it like a, you, you, do I have more or less or oh, even or odd? That's what hand. it was. Yeah. Yeah. And you get the pebbles if you win. And then there was a little honeycomb game. Yeah, um, that one was cool. That kind of became a trend for a while for people to figure out how to mm-hmm. make the Dolgona honeycombs. The funniest part of the honeycomb one was the fact that street vendors make them by the thousands in korea and sells them like they're just popping them out all day perfect one after perfect one it, it mm-hmm. took chefs in america like to figure out a recipe that worked so long and even then they would like make a video and they'd be like this came out pretty bad actually i'm still gonna put out this video <laughs> like mm. people just could not seem to do it okay american childhood games wall ball wall ball red rover tug of war hide and seek manhunt sardines um red light green light i think sardines is a little bit more niche for people who don't know it's like hide and seek but when you find the person you hide with them you hide with them you ride with them you know what i mean yeah you know you ride with them until they become nazis and then you stop riding with them that's too far (laughs) can we get much higher other kids games um 
Yeah, so childhood games, something like besides, like more of like a field day. I know we've done field day before. Yeah. But less sports and more field day, and it's like, what would you do during recess? Like, what, what, what would things Thumb like? War is another childhood game. There's like more, like, uh, Bloody Knuckles, I guess, is reaching tweenhood games, but- Yeah, I mean, like, Tic-Tac-Toe, fucking Hopscotch, like, all- Come on. Come Jump on. Rope? Fish? Jump Rope? Come on. I barely know Rope, come on. Actually, does Wall Ball translate to people? Because I don't know if that- I feel like that was, like, a specific thing to us, wasn't it? No, I think that's a, like, worldwide game. What are the rules? I can't remember right now. You throw a ball at a wall? <laughs> and it has to bounce, and then the person has to catch it, but if they don't, something bad happens? Something bad no, happens. Wait, no, they don't catch it. You just smack it with your hand. It's like a tennis ball. Yeah, I know. I thought you catch it and throw it. You catch it and throw it. Okay, if you don't catch it... But that would be too easy to bounce it in some sort of way where the other person couldn't catch it. But All right. If you guys know the rules of wall ball, please leave them in a comment uh, with a five-star five review, please. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Manhunt. Spent a lot of time doing that at Drake's house. That was real fun. Uh, are we counting other stuff like board game type, like like bop it, like things like that? or Yeah, that feels like a childhood game for sure. I used to, play, I used to fuck with some bop it, you know? Yeah. This one might be crossing into board games too much, but I feel like, uh, what do you call it? Uh, I guess it, we'll, we'll count like the very simple universal board games, not like the deep cut ones, but mm, stuff not like- the heavy Euro games. Yeah, not the Euro games with 15 dice. Uh, the ones where you like drop, uh, what, what is it? Seven? Connect, connect four. Connect four, Monopoly, Risk. For you, I know you used to play, uh, what was it? Uh, Settlers of Catan as a kid. What about, like, kickball? Ooh, that is a childhood game, because you don't... I guess adults play it, right? There's, like, adult kickball. We played it at the picket line, yeah. Yeah. I I think that's one of the stories that I haven't uh, yet told to the audience, is uh, I had to have a substitute for three or four days in my fourth grade class, because my teacher went to Japan to play kickball for her league, because she was in some championship of kickball. <laughs> so that that was the situation. My my teacher had to leave us for a while because she was playing in some national, international championship of kickball. And she came back with a scar down her left eye, changed. What's the, uh, what's the game with the ball and the jacks that you do? Or what is that thing where you pick up jacks when you throw the bouncing ball? Oh, I never played that. It seemed more like a 1950s game. It's kind of like marble. What's the thing where you throw the horseshoe at the <laughs> pole? <and> then... <laughs> yeah, they were really not clever in the 50s. They were just like, all those old-timey games that boomers played are all named after the object of It's horseshoes, jacks, and marbles. Oh, yeah, marbles too, dominoes. Uh... <laughs> yeah. What the fuck were they doing back then? They didn't have enough time to come up with two words. They They're were like, fighting world wars. They were fighting the Nazis. <laughs> They're like, we came up with Domino. Good enough. That's both the name of the piece and the game. And the pizza that we eat while playing the game. <laughs> Ain't nothing changed. Um, Me and my sister used to play this guard game called Escalator that I never really hear anybody in America talk about. I think it was something Ooh. we picked up while in yeah. France. It was uh, Really fun because it ruined your deck of cards because it was a speed card game about like going fast. Oh, I love that. Yeah, we have. I play a few cards games like that now. Did I say it was called Escalator? I think it, it was called Asansor. Escalator. Um, like I said, it is. It's it's funny that it's a game that literally just ruins a deck as you do it. It's just kind of a way to piss off parents. No cap. Do people even do stuff with that anymore? <laughs> People go to Costco and get that now for two hundred bucks. Trampolines? No, they're so dangerous, man. It's irresponsible. We, got, to we let had your the kid. net. That's how we were able to play soccer. That's still so dangerous, but fun. It is very fun. That is true. I was always too scared to do a backflip, though. Were you? You used to do them? Yeah, on the trampoline for sure. I tried to do them in person too. I think I told that story before too. Oh, really? Yeah, it was when I went to ACX with Paul or with Phil. Um, and there was a woman there who was saying, like, yeah, anyone can do a backflip. Like, I will help you. I will guide your body through the movements of how to do it. So, like, you jump, and I'll help your body do what you need to do. And I was like, okay, cool. I'll try it out. And I jumped to do a backflip and just kind of landed, like, belly flopped. And she was like, well, you just don't believe I could do it because I'm a woman. And I was like, 
I didn't say any of like I didn't say I I wanted to do this. I, I like I just don't think I can do a backflip. Lady, I don't know. Like but yeah, she immediately turned it into like, well, you're just trying to like make me look bad because I'm a woman and I was like, I I I wanted to do a backflip. That's the coolest prank. Honestly, we should go back and befriend her. That sounds like the funniest thing to do to people. <laughs> It was so funny because I was like, so like, she saw that I was like 50-50 about doing the backflip in general. And she was like, no, 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 you trust me, we can do this. And I did it. And she was like, you just don't trust me because I'm a woman. And I was like, I, I just don't trust myself. Do you see what I look like? Of course, I can't do a backflip. <laughs> That's so cool. Dude, I'm on her side. That's such a funny prank she pulled on you. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Yeah. You want to get into articles? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do it. All right, are you going first mundo or segunda mundo? I'll go segunda mundo. So I took this uh, article a little bit kind of loosely on the theme to describe one of my favorite childhood games. And it really is a childhood game because I don't know the last time I've seen my friends as adults do this game. Tug of War. And so I use that to kind of metaphorically parlay into this question. Dear Annie, who wins the TV? tug of war. Dear Annie, my husband and I have very different television interests. I tend to prefer prestige shows that require significant time and attention and commitment. He tends to enjoy brainless sitcoms. He says he doesn't have the attention span to sit and watch many of the large-scale prestige shows. I feel that I'm wasting my time watching sitcoms with non-stop corny puns. I really wish my husband would share my interest in television. It would make it far more enjoyable if we could discuss the shows afterwards. Instead, he tends to tune out and play a game on his phone. What can I do to incentivize my husband to watch my shows? From Prestige Viewing. Paul, thoughts on this tug of war? As always, I'm going to give my advice for women in relationships like this. Get a divorce. hold sex. Oh. <laughs> but also that. Both. Do bo- You can do both. You can hit both uh, birds with one stone. Interesting. Yeah, I uh, resonate with this guy. Well, I don't resonate with the part where he likes sitcoms, but I do resonate with the idea of being burnt out of long-form serious shows. I-, I think I was into it for a while, and I just... Anytime somebody suggests one to me now, I'm like, well, what do you think I am, made of time? Get out of here. Have you even finished Better Call Saul, bro? I haven't started it, man. I could not imagine anything more daunting <laughs> than starting that show. <laughs> Come on. I feel like it's really the main push towards like trying to become a film person is just like, wait, you're telling me the story ends when it ends? <laughs> Beautiful. Mm. So I can't really give advice. I feel too disconnected from her desire of having somebody just watch long shows with her. I don't think this is a tug of war. To me, this seems like one of those things where, like, you know that situation where, like, you think someone is at war with you and you realize that they don't care at all? <laughs> like, to me, it seems like that situation. Like, it doesn't seem like she's properly communicated that this is something she wants at all. And so her husband's just like, hey, things are good. <laughs> We're going to keep watching Seinfeld instead of a fucking... I don't know, like, uh, I'm trying to think of, like, the, uh, Peaky Blinders. Bosk? Bosch? Yeah, I don't even know. Like, yeah, uh, I was trying to think of something. Uh, the Ozarks. Ozark, yeah, exactly. Dude, I started Peaky Blinders. I could, nothing was bad about that show. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the first two episodes. I was like, I want to keep watching it. Like, episode three, I watch it. I'm just like, ay, ay, ay. Like, looking at the Ozarks, like, yeah, I have 500 hours to watch these people's relationship. Damn, I feel like normally we're, like, pretty pro, like, art and creatives, but, which I hate creatives as a term, but uh, I feel like we're normally pro art, and now we're, like, really coming for uh, dumb guy husbands right about this. Her issue is that she feels like she he, he would be into it. Hmm. But she puts it on, and then he doesn't give it a chance and just gets on his phone. Mm-hmm. And then it's something they can't share. This is almost more similar to, uh, like, the classic meme about, like, putting on a YouTube video and being, oh, like... Oh, God, that's y- yeah. so resonant. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, the other person's looking at you, like, are you enjoying it? And you're just, like, kind of getting bored or whatever. It's, mm-hmm. I feel like this is a situation. He's just, like, he knows who he is, he knows who what he likes, and he wants to watch a sitcom. She puts on something dramatic, okay, fine, of course, like, 
you know, we share the TV, mm-hmm. we share the living room. She gets to watch what she wants sometimes. And but- then there's just the president of France fucking a pig right there or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. The pre- <laughs> he, he's like, okay, wait, what? The bees are mechanical and she's just upset about that because she wants to like take the ride with him, I guess. Feel like they're both engrossed in it. It feels like what you were saying earlier. Honestly, this was really well foreshadowed by the earlier uh, conversation, but like, you don't have to experience everything together. It's okay. Like, you can have other friends you talk to about uh, House of Cards or whatever <laughs> fucking thing. This shows how to, out of touch we are. Yeah, about uh, Squid Games is one of them. That was kind of another one of them. <laughs> I really have about the the patient, which I still haven't started. <laughs> Um, and I feel bad about, um, yeah, yeah, I don't know, like, I get that that's, like, a thing that, I don't know, (sighs) fuck, I'm getting back into my strike mindset, we're so overworked, and we're so fucked over in this country, that all we get with our- I want to hear atomized. (laughs) We're so atomized in this country that the most we get with our partners is an hour or two to watch TV at the end of the night, and I understand why that's such a central thing of what you want to share with your partner- but it doesn't have to be the only thing that you share with your partner. And uh, that that's my comment on it. Cook dinner together and then go watch your own TV shows. <laughs> Sometimes it's just about being there. So what's our advice to this person is... um Get them on that clockwork orange eyes being held open shit and make him pay attention. Put a parental lock on his phone so that he can't use it between the hours of 8 and 11 p.m. For your TV watching time. Yeah, all good ideas. I think your husband's showing a lack of respect to you, a lack of respect to your marriage, a lack of respect to the holy matrimony that God has ordained, and that's fucked up. I promise to love you through sickness, health, and bad taste in Prestige TV. Dear Prestige, having shared hobbies is certainly important to the nurturing of a healthy That's marriage. why you should both get into katana dueling. That's why you guys should both get into buying and selling rare antique katanas together. Spouses are not going to share all hobbies, however. To the extent you have different television viewing habits, find a compromise that makes everyone happy. It is fair to ask your husband to watch one or two shows with you, but it is also fair for you to give equal viewing time to his shows. Ooh, if he was really into Adult Swim stuff, and it's like 15-minute episodes, and it's like, for one episode, I have to watch four fucking Squidbillies? <laughs> um, you need to agree to not be cynical, and instead to make the experience enjoyable and time to connect with your spouse. Remember, perfect compromise leaves each party feeling that they've both won and lost. Whoa, 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 whoa. I hate that definition of compromise. That's what compromise is. Okay, if you, in your relationship, you feel like you have to lose like that. I, I don't know. It's so weird. I don't know. I don't know how to articulate what I'm trying to say, but yikes the runo. I'm sorry that you're a loser so often, Paul. All right, my column. We're going back to classics, Slate.com, Dear Care and Feeding. Is my kindergartner make-believe game racist mm-hmm. my kindergartner james has gotten off to a wonderful start at his new school his teacher has praised his academic work and says he's a good friend he tells my husband and i every day that he plays with sam and ben two other boys in his class when i started asking him about what they play he described a pirate game I was not delighted when he told me that in the game, he and Sam are the pirates, and Ben, the only black student in their class, is their dog, named Oreo. Eek. I don't want to make a big deal of it, so I just asked if Ben is okay with his role in the game and moved on. But I can't stop wondering if I should have said or done something more. I'm sure this game is completely innocent, and there isn't any racial motivations behind Ben's role and name, but I can't stop questioning if I need to intervene, or at least suggest they pick a new name for their pirate dog. Uh, why aren't kids raised to be anti-anti-blackness? You mean anti-racist? Anti-blackness. This is straight up anti-blackness. But you said anti-anti-blackness, which is being anti-racist. Sure. Why aren't they raised to do that? Well, it's why it's why Ibram X. Condi put out the book, Anti-Racist Baby. 
to help raise them to be anti-racist. Is that a children's book they put out? Yeah. Is that true? Yeah, yeah, it's a real children's book. Even Mexico no, put out. No, stop, stop. No, look it up. There's literally the cover is a is a drawing of a mom with like the baby in the you know like the thing on the stomach and the baby has up like the fist. The thing on the stomach. You know where you like strap the baby to your stomach. A papoose. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I can't tell if this is real or not. Are you Google being real it? Right it's now? very real. There's an anti-racist baby. Book? Yes, it's called Anti-Racist Baby by Ibram X. Gandhi. It's a real book. That can't be real. <laughs> what do you mean it can't be real? <laughs> he released that book. <laughs> he published I it. I refuse to believe that's real. <laughs> Why? Because you think babies should be racist? <laughs> exactly. I think. Oh. <laughs> I know what it looks like. I was not telling you about it. That is a papoose. I like that you put the phone up to the camera like, Paul, look. I can't believe you guessed something. <laughs> oh my god. Wait, what was the point I was trying to make? <laughs> so this is good? What is... is um, um, you, you know, it's like those stories of like a kid wants to go as MLK for like costume day in 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 elementary school and they're a white kid and like they have to be told they're not allowed to do blackface to do that and they it's it's like you should you, you gotta learn how to rein in your children's uh misunderstanding of the world yeah they 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 are they are innocent and they don't understand and the whole point of your job as a parent is to provide context for things that they do you know how I've, I've made this point in prior podcasts. As a kid, the world is so goddamn confusing. Like, everything feels arbitrary, and you just kind of have to deal with it. Mm-hmm. I feel like when I was a kid, it was because I didn't realize that my teachers were, like, operating under, like, a moral context I just didn't understand, like, Christianity or something. And that they were just as dumb as, like, everyone else. <laughs> yeah, and they were operating— So that when they would yell at me about some random thing— Something that made no sense to me. I think they were they were operating under those social structures. structures, And that was confusing to me. And this is another social structure that it's going to be confusing to your kid of being anti-racist. It's going to be confusing to your kid when you explain to them that they can't make their friend be Oreo the pirate dog. But I think you just got to do it. And in this case, you're on the right side of history, unlike our weird regressive teachers. So yeah. try your best to explain it, but otherwise... It's okay if they're a little confused why the adult world doesn't necessarily line up with their, like, pretty young minds and their understanding of, like, they're just playing a game. Yeah, yeah. Kids are never going to fully understand it. I think, to me, it's definitely the wrong move to be overly punitive about it. Oh, no, don't be punitive. Be like, don't you think, like, everybody should get to be a pirate? Or, I don't know, just use, like, general how every adult knows how to manipulate kids we all do the like we're timing you trick yeah yeah you talked about that so much (laughs) i like that idea of just being like yeah i mean i mean don't you believe that oreo deserves justice just as much as everybody else does (laughs) and they're like what does that mean i don't know i'm scared (laughs) fuck it maybe just buy them anti-racist baby by ibram x condi (laughs) yeah buy them anti-racist baby I told you long ago, I'm not gonna be racist as a baby. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's hard with, like, kids who... Because people will try and, like, play it off as, like, well, they don't know any better, and so you have to let them do what they're gonna do. But, like, no, like, there's there's a halfway point. There's a point between they don't know any better, but also we should correct them. Like, that's your job. Like... I think the the observation of they don't know better is 100% true, and that's why you shouldn't be punitive about it. But also, mm-hmm. it can be innocent and bad at the same time, if that makes sense. Like, they might yeah. have some sort of connotation about how they've seen, they're, like, They are also still internalizing our society. They are well. internalizing our problematic <laughs> aspects of our society. So yeah, you can just be like, hey, cut that out. And yeah. then, of course, beat the shit out of your child. <laughs> As Paul would do. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Did we play any games that were, like, Smear the Queer? Like, those kind of things that were problematic? Like, that was definitely a game where, like, I didn't play that game, but that was, like, a lucky thing. I just wasn't in that group, so, like... Um, anything else? Anything else? How can we get these kids to stop calling their black friend Oreo? All right. Uh, the answer is... Sure, these are kindergartners, and I'm sure a lot of people write this off as kids being kids. 
I don't share that view. Let me be clear. You aren't the... Uh, let me be clear. Let me be clear. You aren't being overly sensitive in your concern. I can't do it. You aren't being overly sensitive in your concern that the only black kid in class is being assigned the role of a dog named Oreo in a make-believe game. Look, the kid probably can't tie his shoes without help. So it's not likely that at his age, Ben is thinking deeply about the nuances of racism. He probably <laughs> Your kid's an idiot. <laughs> he Your probably... kid doesn't even have fully functioning brain synapses. Come on. <laughs> he probably just wants to play with his friends and be accepted in an environment where nobody else looks like him. But I can't say for sure if that Sam and or James don't have racist motivations here because anti-black racism is about as American as apple pie and baseball. It's very possible that they have unconscious biases that make them believe the different kid isn't on their level. You've got to do a little more detective work here, and you should start by getting to the bottom of the Oreo thing. For those who don't know, being called an Oreo means you're black on the outside and white on the inside. I was called that quite often in school because I got good grades and was articulate and well-spoken, and I had no idea that it was an insult until I was a teenager. If the boys are calling Ben that, I would bet a steak dinner that it's not a compliment, but you still need to find out why they decided on the name so that you can correct the behavior immediately. Additionally, do the roles change in the game? Has your son or Sam played the role of the dog before, or is it always Ben? If it's the latter, then you need to tell your kid to switch it up or he can't play the game anymore. I'd also alert the teacher that you're concerned about what's happening, along with the parents of Sam and Ben. Being anti-racist means to take action against racism, and that's exactly what needs to be done here. Even if this game is innocent on its face, you can take solace knowing that you did your part to ensure it didn't escalate into something more nefarious. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Good answer. Good answer. All right, Adrian. Do you see the hmm. link I sent you? I do. Okie dokie. Um, do you want to open that up? Are you not going to artichoke? Oh, wow, this is actually really well put together. So... Ooh! Paul, come on, we can't keep alienating people like this. <laughs> for our third segment, we're doing a game of, a childish game of Guess Who, which as a kid, I always really liked it. I remember always when we were allowed to have, like, free time and the teacher had board games in the class, I would do a beeline mm -hmm. for Guess Who. That's what I've I actually never played this. Oh, okay. The way it works, and... Here in this case, I've made a version of it uh, with Avatar's The Last Airbender characters. And the way it works mm -hmm. is you ask, you have a character, and I don't know who your character is. And I have a character, and you don't know who it is. And mm -hmm. we ask questions. Like, for example, I might say, is your character a firebender? Yes, no questions. You say yes or no, based okay. on your character's identity. And then I flip down every character it's not in this case we can't flip them down because we're on google presentations so just delete their photo and then you just have to work your way down to having one photo and say is your character blank name and first how many times do we get to do that like final back assessment? and forth first person to get the character wins if you get it and you were the first person to ask a question the other person gets to try to match okay so it's like beer pong rules i get retribution okay Sounds good to me. I'm ready to go. Uh, um, pick your character from uh, the the deck, the one you're going to be answering. How, your how do I, how do I pick them? Uh, you could pick? copy their photo, like Control C, Control V, and then just put it to the side so you can kind of. Okay. All right. I have picked my character somewhat arbitrarily, but you know. All right, Adrian. Is your character I mean, the series is named after Aang? So like you know, <laughs> you, know is you know who I'm picking. Is your character a bender? Oh, fuck. My character is not a bender. Not a bender. Okay. I mean, bender. I barely know her. <sighs> I feel like this only sets me behind, but I think your first question was very prudent. So I'm also going to ask Paul, is your character a bender? Yes, they are. Okay. Bender, bender, bender. While Adrian is doing his, I'm going to go over the characters that it can potentially be. So we have... Ang Azula, uh, Firebender Ozai, Katara, Appa, Zuko, Sokka, General Zhao, Toph, Iroh. Is her name Miley? Tylee. 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 Uh, Avatar Roku, Suki. Suki. Moon Princess. Sui? Mm -hmm. Is it Sui? 
the moon princess character from the finale of season one the fortune teller the singing traveler lettuce guy and boomy okay adrian is your character a man my character does not probably identify as a man does not identify as a man cool is your character firebender yes oh yeah let's go okay that helps us delete some people come on now adrian is your character an animal my character is not an animal and you're an idiot for thinking so um polly boy Mm -hmm. is your person over the age of 30 yes oh hell yeah okay cool we got this and you can always guess whenever if you're just trying to guess, uh, but it is one of your questions. Uh, Adrian, yeah, was is your person over the age of 30? No. There goes the fortune teller. Paul, is your person Ira? It is. Hey, come on now. That was too obvious. And because I went first, I can't even try to reciprocate. So who is your person? Because what I have left on my board is uh, Ty Lee... <coughs> Suki and the Moon Queen. That's it? Yeah. Wow. You were ready to like really go in on this. Uh my person was Suki. Oh. Nice. Alright, you want to control Z back to the beginning of the board and do another round? Yeah, let's do that. That's not this is fun. Adrian, is your character part of the team avatar? No. Not part of Team Avatar. Paul. Is your person? Present in all four books, i.e. seasons, or uh, three, all three books of the uh, seasons. Yes, my character is present in all three books. Okay, cool. Is your person, is your character primarily an antagonist? Yeah. Is your person or animal? So catch up the audience on my board Adrian's character to me is either Azula, Ozai, General Zhao, Tai Li. Yeah, that's it. One of those four characters. Really? God damn. I saw like 10 people left. Um, is your character a villain? Yes. Is your character older than age 30? Is it Ozai? It is not. Is your character Azula? It's not. Okay. Go ahead. Is it General Zhao? It is not. Is your character Tylee? It's Tylee. You still get a shot because uh, you you went. I went first. Is your character Azula? It is Zuko. Oh, I was gonna say Zuko. Fuck. Oh, everything sucks. <laughs> uh, this next one. Okay. Um, I'm picking last round. Yep, last round. Adrian, have you picked a character? All right, I've got my character. Could your character... Wait, why do you get to go first every time? Oh, okay, go ahead. Is your character an avatar? No. Okay. Could your character be described as Zaddy? No. Okay, so your character... Okay, so I'm getting rid of Aang, Fire Lord uh, Ozai. I'm getting rid of Op... No, I'm joking. Op, I can stay. Zuko could... Getting rid of Zuko... Getting rid of General Zhao, getting rid of Iroh, getting rid of Avatar Roku, and getting rid of the traveling bardsman and Boomy. Would you grab a beer with your character? I think the type of person who votes for politicians based on that would grab a beer with my character. Okay, that gives me no insight. (laughs) Yes, I would grab a beer with my character for sure. But I think that's a pretty oh. low bar. I think I'd grab a beer with the most. Okay, well, character. I know you wouldn't grab a beer with Appa, because that would kill his liver. <laughs> you wouldn't grab a beer with Boomy, because you'd be like, oh, he's too... Oh, no, you would grab a beer with Boomy. He's cool. Okay, yeah, that didn't give me much insight. I'm going to assume you're not going to choose Iroh again, but honestly, that was my strategy. That was your strategy? <laughs> Wait, are you trying to trick me? <laughs> <laughs> You are trying to trick me, so I'm going to count that as a double bluff, and I'm erasing Azula. <laughs> Alright, good. I've never picked Azula, though. Does your character shout my lettuce at any point during the series? He would say my cabbages. My cabbages. My lettuce. Does your character no, you shout- said my lettuce. 
My character does not shop my lettuce. Adrian, no! <laughs> God damn it. Okay. My character does not shop my lettuce at any point. I've got to take that out. I've got to take that out. <laughs> my lettuce! <laughs> does your character show up in Korra? Yes. Oh, you have to think about this. Okay. I think okay. so. I think so. I think that's gone. That person's gone. That person's gone. That person's definitely gone. That person's gone. That person's gone. That person's gone. That person's gone. Okay, so I'm pretty. I'm left with like about four or five people. Actually, I'm gonna go ahead and delete that one too because I don't think so. I'm left with five people. Is your character a single arc character or a series character? Series character. If your character were to select from a group of bagels that included everything bagels, sesame bagels, chive and onion bagels, jalapeno cheddar bagels, plain bagels, um, I don't, I don't know, cinnamon raisin bagels, blueberry bagels, would they choose the jalapeno cheddar? Yes, absolutely. Okay, I, all right, I'm ready to strike next. I'm ready to strike next round. I know what I know who I'm going for. Is your character Appa? No. Damn it. I was, I, if you're ready to strike, I did. I wanted to just take a wild shot. Okay. Is your character Sokka? No. Oh, fuck. Is your character from the Earth Nation? No. Is your character Cabbage Guy? No. Is your character Sokka? No. I'm down your to char- one. Your character has to be Katara or I misunderstood one of your answers. <laughs> Is your character Katara? No. Is your character Katara? No. Damn it! I must have misunderstood the Zaddy answer. Is your character? Is your character Toph? No. <laughs> is your character uh, Ang? Yeah, it is. Yes. Okay, I was like, maybe that's when I did Ang. When what I got did you rep- Yeah. What did you? What did you? What did you misrepresent? Uh, Zaddy. Yeah, he's not. He's twelve years old. Yeah, but how you- gross are you? Paul, I know you're willing to date middle schoolers, but like, well, you come think Zaddy is a sexual term only? He's got, he's by the way, he's 300 years old. They make it very clear in the show. They make it clear he's 100 years, 112. He's 112 years old. Okay. Uh yeah, I guess so. I wouldn't call him a Zaddy though. <laughs> I mean, to Katara, he's a Zaddy. I'm sorry that I misled you on that question, but I am holding strong in my opinion. And I think the one that got you is my character was Admiral Zhao, and I think the part that got you was he appears in the spirit of in the fog of lost souls in Korra. He does. Fuck. Oh my god, you're right. I was like, ooh, that feels like it's gonna be tough for Adrian to remember, but... I knew that. Are, are, are we doing one more round where we're only allowed to ask non-son- nonsensical questions? <laughs> Should we try it again? I mean, that would have been funnier if we'd thought of that rule at the beginning. We're only allowed to do, like, what would the Starbucks order for your <laughs> person be? All right, let's do one more and then we'll call, us, we'll okay. call it a, a day. Okay, I'm going to mute you real quick. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to let the audience know what the answer to my, my question is. And you do the same. Mute me and record the answer to your uh who you picked i'm muted um i am choosing suki again as a way to be sneaky okay so for me it is avatar roku we good yeah we're good okay if your person could be any type of tree what type of tree would they be they would be like uh a cabbage tree (laughs) They would be those, like, massive ancient uh, redwoods in California. Oh, I think I already know. Okay, what do you, what do you, what do you, what do you want to do? If your character had a favorite podcast, what would it be? Ooh. Okay, hold on. Let me think. How would this person think? Okay, podcast. Favorite podcast, I assume, would probably be... Oh, oh, what, what's the what's the Barstool one, uh, Caller Daddy? Oh, okay. Yeah, that actually tells me a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I know it does. I'm, I'm giving you some hints here. Is your character Boomy? It's not Boomy. Is your character Ty Lee? No, it's not Ty Lee. Okay. Hmm. Okay. Um... If your character could order pizza from any pizza chain, what would they what what would they order from? Ooh, that one is tough. 
including cabbage pizza are (laughs) (laughs) from any pizza chain um i think they would probably order from papa john's because my character has like an acute sense of betrayal Ooh, acute sense of betrayal if your character was going to write an online dating profile what common bio cliche would they use for sure they would do um show me your dog and i'll fall in love with you based on that that that's that's good that's good okay if your person was any type of tea what type of tea would they be like a steaming red hot east asian tea but not oolong okay 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 that gives me a lot of information is your character uh katara no is your character roku (laughs) it is avatar roku hey come on now i knew what it was who is on now wait you went first so i get one more guess is your character suki again my character was suki again (laughs) (laughs) good fucking job dude (laughs) and a tie to round out the final round (laughs) oh my god what is wait what does that mean you won twice i won once and we tied once yeah all right, so I won three times, you won once, and then we tied once. That's cool. I think, honestly, cool. we should keep bringing this in with the new format of it has to be ridiculous questions and different media <laughs> properties. I think this could become an ongoing game for the podcast. This, I this could be it. pretty fun. Yeah, <laughs> I, I had a lot of fun with this, too. This was a really fun third segment. All right, buddy. Um, big I know fact. we're playing churlish games, but... <laughs> we're playing churlish games. That's what I needed right now. Big fact. Uh, revisit some of your childish games. Some of them can be fun, especially if you put a twist on them. Like, guess who always sucked because they had those cartoons of people you didn't care about? Put pictures of your friends in there, and then you can judge them. Ooh. Oh, Sasuke Uchiwa. <laughs> um, my no cap is that childish games were meant to take up time to occupy I, our mind, and... Uh, that's wrong. That's, that's a... Nope. That's wrong? Scientists say... Kids play games as a way to simulate life experience. Real world events. That's stupid. That's not how life works. <laughs> to simulate and learn. Your move. <laughs> <laughs> um, my perception of childhood games is that it's a way to waste time and build community. And uh, that's a beautiful thing. And we should keep doing that. And uh, yeah, I'm tired. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm out. Bye, buddy. <laughs> okay. All right, game. Let's get to it. Are we, we got topics or we just... I'm going to throw some topics yeah. at you and then just go for it, man. Go crazy. The game is here. The all-new Crew Show. Power 106. Your first topic is the Black Mamba, Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant. Yeah. Uh, yeah. When I be rocking my Kobe's, I be in a... Uh, um, I be in a red rose, white ceiling. Nobody, no caskets, just blood spilling. I ain't a new president, but I love killing. They like game where you been. Blood chilling. But not on no island and no villa. I've been lost in Compton with some drug dealers. Uh, I bought the relapse, loved it. Hit the block and hugged it. Kobe still making crack the new Kobe shoes. Is them. But I ain't seen him in years. Still survive like stew me off the first tier. Still the most gutter, spit the most butter. Them shoes got more gain than at the rucker. 